Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away. Today, we are joined by Sonoma State political scientist, Dr. David McEwen. We have talked a lot lately about retiring Congress members. Well, here in California, more than half of the members of our current state legislature are slated to leave under term limits after 2024, and many are now figuring out what their next moves will be. We've recently seen one Bay Area member announce his retirement from the legislature, joining at least seven other lawmakers throughout the state. Dr. McEwen, let's uh, talk today about how term limits and these broader looming changes are shifting the landscape of California politics. Well, good afternoon, Jeff and Patty, and happy Friday. And as we look at what's happening with the broader effect of term limits, we have these at least eight members of the legislature who are moving on or trying to move up. We have other members that have contemplated what they're going to do next. We've seen some looming Democratic retirements announced in Congress. All of this, obviously, is a lead up to next year's midterm elections. The term limits in California are shifting the landscape, not only, say, in the legislature, but also below that, as we look at generational change with the Democratic Party, as we look and see what's happening in local politics. So today's guest, a true rocket scientist, if you will, has announced that he's leaving the legislature, but has a very packed agenda for next year. So we wanted to talk with him and, and see what the plans are for next year and moving forward. We're going to bring that guest on right now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with Bay Area Assembly Member Bill Quirk. Thank you very much for spending some time with us this afternoon. You, as D- David alluded to, you recently announced that it's time to leave the legislature, yet you also intend to accomplish a lot over the next year. Let's talk about your priorities for 2022. Well, one of the major priorities I have is to make sure that the legal marijuana business, which we have in the state, which only sells like a quarter of, unfortunately, of the cannabis that's sold, uh, that it survives. And there's a number of things that uh, need to be done there. Uh, I'll be working on allowing the kind of advertising that will at least tell you where you can find legal cannabis as opposed to Unfortunately, the illegal cannabis sells everywhere from high schools to middle schools to it's just awful what's happening. And we just have to help that legal industry outcompete the illegal industry. So so that's, work, uh, yeah. You have a doctorate uh, in astrophysics uh, and are yes. a nuclear physicist by training. And you've talked a lot about the environment, global climate change. You talked uh, about cannabis here. How has your scientific training and that expertise gone over in the legislature? What have you learned about being a scientist as opposed to being a legislator? You know, what I can be is the person who explains, for example, what the problems are with carbon capture and storage. So 
earlier this year, there were people coming to the legislature and saying, uh, this is going to solve all our problems. And it's certainly something we should have in our bag of things to do, but there are many technical difficulties with it. Uh, if you're talking about capturing it from a, a fossil fuel plant, that's really very expensive. It's why it hasn't been done yet. And then you have to figure out where to put all the carbon dioxide that you get, how you store it underground. You have to build pipelines. You have to feel, find stable places to put it. All of that is very expensive. So the question there is going to be, is that more or less expensive than building more solar and building more storage? And we can't do all our storage with batteries. Uh, there are a number of very innovative things that haven't been tried, including storing, storing hydrogen the way we store natural gas. You would make it from electrolysis from solar or wind and store it. And is that going to be the best way to go forward, or will it be carbon capture and storage? And I'm the kind of person who can put all of this in perspective. The reason I am not continuing in the legislature is this becomes more of a research and administration kind of an issue than the legislature. The legislature can set goals, but trying how to figure out how it's going to be done is a lot harder. And I have the relationships with the research community that can help me be a liaison uh, to the policymakers who are going to make those decisions as to what technologies to promote. Assemblyman, I have a big picture question for you. Uh, retirements are often a time to reflect. You started your work in the legislature back in 2012. I'm curious, from your perspective, what has changed? And um, amongst those changes, what do you see as the good ones? And perhaps what do you see as some limitations? Well, I mean, the good one is that we, in terms of climate, is that we've really set goals. We set up a cap-and-trade system, so we have a market system as well as regulations on how much carbon you can use in, uh, how, in you, how many fossils, essentially how much you can use in the way of fossil fuels. So that's all been set up, and it's now difficult to come up with things that the legislature should do in that area. In terms of, say, the politics and political structure, um, I like it that we have a lot more Democrats that we have a solid majority beyond two-thirds, and that thus we can consider doing things that, say, at a national basis, you wouldn't consider doing. And the interesting thing about the Democrats we're getting, they're coming from places like Orange County, and those folks can be conservative, for example, in how you regulate business in some aspects or um, maybe they're not quite as pro-union as people from me, like people from Hayward. But they're all pro-environment, and they want to do the most that they can for the environment. And I think that's a really great thing that's happened, that we now have, beyond two-thirds, a solid majority of people who are pro-environment, whether they're from the San Ramon Valley or whether they're from Orange County, they're pro-environment. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Our guest is Bill Quirk. He represents the 20th Assembly District in the California Legislature. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.